Northern Vitality. Enjoy the journey. All right, guys. Today I was going to talk about uh, the why. The why and the triggers that get you going on your why. Finding your why and why it's important. It's probably the most important part of the journey or the key part of the journey. And it keeps you motivated when you don't want to do things. And keeps you kind of holding yourself accountable when you really truly don't feel like doing it. Um, and the why is the most important part to your journey that's going to keep you sustained through uh, tough times. And because, so right now we're going through Omicron, Omicron variant of the COVID variant. Um, and it kind of feels like it's it's like deja vu almost where we're living what happened, except now we know more other than what happened for the first lockdowns and such, but now it's getting closer, it feels like anyway, to what we were experiencing in the first lockdown, where the variant was coming, we knew it was going to get kind of stupid, but we didn't know what was happening, the only thing is now we're, we know a little bit, we're a little bit more smarter, we kind of know what to expect, except from our governments, we don't know, so I'm in uh, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, I'm not specifically in Toronto, but just near the uh, northern part of it, um, two hours north, sorry. And so we were experiencing the beginning. I had CERB, which is Canadian Emergency Relief Benefit, uh, but I didn't get it. I got once. I think I had to pay that back, and it was already paid back, but I was on unemployment insurance. First time in my life, and that was hard. Um, the first month of any of the lockdown was like the biggest fucking best party in the world. I... Uh, I just partied like a rock star, man. I never had so much time to myself. I had my family every day, my daughter. Oh, it was like a blessing in disguise. It was like the best vacation in the whole wide world. But then I got to the part point where, um, okay, well, this is not normal now. What am I going to do? I'm, I'm, my, my vacation ends normally, and I have to go back to work. And now as an executive chef, part owner, you know, corporate chef-ish, doing three different locations and um, you know you're responsible for so many different people for nothing and you have to lay people off and you have to worry about their lives and their future and their, it's mentally draining man what do you do having dishwashers that are just barely you know some are kids and some are older and some depend on that paycheck regardless of what their story is they, they're there for a job and they're there to work and all of a sudden you take that away and it's not anyone's fault but you kind of question everything now and it's like what do you do it's very 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 hard uh, mentally that was just me as it, as it is for myself I take a lot of pride in what I do and the people that are working for me and the length of time was my biggest thing that I found that you know, people worked for me for a long time I didn't have a high turnover rate which was amazing and it's how you look after people, right? So, but we're not talking about that. Today, we're going to be talking about the why, the trigger, and the sustaining the why. So, it's got to be a pretty strong thing. And for me, um, I was really unhealthy. And I had, a, like I said, man, I, I was in a dark place for a long time, man. This this COVID thing really fucked my world up. It fucked everyone up in the hospitality industry specifically because we don't. Uh, you know, we're not in a unionized environments, majority of us, unless you're in hotels and such like that. Maybe you are, which is good. But then now, now that I do work for a union, I don't, I don't know what I even want anymore. Um, I'm pursuing my own thing, my own passion. The job for me right now in the union thing is just like literally as an essential job. So if we do go into another lockdown, I have some security. But other than that, I don't, uh, 
I don't know how I feel about unions. You know, I'm doing my own thing eventually to be self-sustainable. That's my goal. It's my passion. Um, so I will achieve that. It's just a matter of time. But, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I got to suck it up kind of deal to keep pushing to get my why sustained and fulfilled and, and whatever. I can be self-sufficient and help other people. And that's my goal. Um, fortunately, it takes a little bit longer in life than things we want to. But, you know, that's life. But uh, this lockdown thing it really, really, really fucked me up because you're normally like a captain, the ship of a captain. You're out at sea and you're responsible for all these people and your moves dictate how that ride's going to be and how smooth the vessel's going to sail and <clears throat> your, your expertise kind of kick in and you're responsible for a lot of people and how it's going to operate and such and their experience is ultimately at your whim, right? You gotta, you're responsible for that. So same thing with an executive chef. I've been in kitchens since I was 14. I'm just over 40. So I don't know what else to do. You know, when you put that ship at, at shore and you're not allowed to sail anymore, it's kind of like, well, what the fuck do I do now? And uh, that's what COVID did for me and for the industry itself, I know, because so many people were fucked. Um, and then my gym was open one day. Uh, it hadn't closed yet, and it's we were under lockdown, but it wasn't stupid yet. Um, it was different phases of it all and uh, someone just approached me and it was like a godsend thing it was like a fucking I don't know I don't believe in shit or fate I never used to anyway <clears throat> and I just had someone like epiphany someone literally changed my, my journey and my life as it was and I haven't seen this person since but they uh, I'm not going to delve into this experience it's a really personal experience but long story short someone Something, someone pulled me aside and, and told me that I wasn't on a good path in life. My energy, my soul energy was really low. I'm a really bright light individual, and, but yet I wasn't achieving anything I was potential of. Um, it was bringing me down. My negative aura was real. Like people would walk away from me without even knowing me just because I brought on that myself. I had this negative aura thing and whatever. And kind of, they kind of told me how... I think there was like a literally and essentially a warning, a very proper, polite, guided warning of what I, where I was going in life and that things were going to happen in a negative way if I didn't change. So yes, that's part of my trigger. That's part of my why. It really kind of scared the shit out of me because there was things that this person said to me that unless you're stalking me, only they could know. Like I, 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 it was unexplainable to be honest. And the reason why it scared the shit out of me so much is because I don't believe in that stuff, or I didn't believe in that stuff. I don't believe in angels now, whatever. I do now. Um, but none of this fate and things happen for a reason. I mean, you know, when you're a chef and you're doing your thing, and in life you've lost so many people, like my mom, my dad, my aunt, my uncle, it's hard to believe in a, in a different higher power when you've lost so much. It's easy to be bitter. So that being said, um, I've kind of lost my bitterness for my losing my family and whatnot. I'm at peace with all that, but something inside me, my soul, my, my you know, I was mad at the world for a lot of reasons. Um, and I never realized how much of our own lives are obviously our own responsibility, but you don't see it that way. You just kind of live and you don't realize that life is happening for you. It's not happening to you. And you have to, I realize that in the majority of everything in life is so fucking very simple. We overcomplicate things with our stressors and with so many things in our life that we allow to affect us in so many ways. Like if it's a loved one and, and they're treating us like shit, we somehow have a weakness for them or whatnot, like our, our kids or whatever. And, you know, 
I don't know. I, I, I do that too. It's normal to some degree. But then you got to really analyze things. And what would you do if it was someone else's kid? Or how would you be treated? How would you expect to be treated? A loved one, did they really say that to you? Why are they saying those hurtful things to you? Why are you allowing those things to be said to you? Uh, there's so many little different factors every day that we just take for granted. And we don't really, we're not in the moment. We don't think about things. Or we're insecure about certain things and whatnot. Um, and it's hard, man. When you're a leader to any degree, it's really hard because people look up to you. But when you're insecure yourself or some things about yourself that you just don't like, you might lash out at others for that. Or you, some things that you're really pissed off about, you take out on others because you don't know how to deal with it yourself. So it's hard because in business, everyone is has their own things and you're successful and you've achieved accolades. And there's a reason why you are where you're at. You're either an owner or you're a hospitality professional. You know, and, and you're going through a part of your life that was it's an unknown or you're questioning things in life. And that's what I'm here to do is help put that, project your life into a better path, to a stronger path of vitality. Vitality meaning your mindset, your body, your mind, your soul. Um, it's just in a, more of a balanced state and to get you to make clearer decisions and better decisions and want to pursue life in a happier and healthy way. And yes, it's good to work hard. And yes, it's, it's okay to be a workaholic. That's fine. But you got to do it in a proper, healthy, productive way where your outcome isn't just finances. It's not just monetary, monetary value, man. The truest currency in the world is fucking time, is life, is air. I mean, anyone can make a fuck ton of money to some degree. You could fucking win the lottery tomorrow and life's good. If you got diagnosed tomorrow, your time's against you now. Your mind's going to have to change. Your body's going to have to change. And that's what I'm trying to get to do to help people before that happens. Because my biggest fear, my truly biggest fear is, is finding out that I have cancer. It would fucking destroy me. But somehow I know I'd have to, I would push. I would push adverse through all that shit. I don't give a fuck about a diagnosis as, as far as like a terminal illness. Fuck it. I don't care. We only live once and it's so true and it's so overset a million times. But fuck it. You got to push. So for me, the why is the biggest thing. And this person in this gym atmosphere that told me these things and made me, let's say, enlightened me to a lot of aspects of my life that I was missing out on. Um was God sent, I believe that, I truly believe that, I was never, I don't know what the fuck and how and even, where this person could know these things about me and it blew my mind, it truly, truly blew my mind and it made me think overnight, but the biggest factor, my trigger, my why, so if you slow it down a bit and just kind of think about what I've told you, that I've lost my mom, so first I lose my dad to cancer, he had a really strong form, it was called non-small cell lymphoma, which he had lung cancer. And then it went. It, 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 he went to a mission with chemo for a good for a year. And after the chemo left his body, it went metastatic, meaning that it traveled through different parts of his body, liver, pancreas, blood, bone, everything. He was fucked. That was really hard. So I was thirty something years old, just whatever how old. Completely devastated, fucked up. But my dad smoked two packs a day. But when you're a man, you think your dad's gonna live forever, right? Kind of like a superhero. So it was my first true taste of death in my own immediate family, and that was really hard. Um, then my Aunt Mona, she passed away. She had a lung transplant, when she took to it, but then, uh, same thing, smoking all of these things all of these years. And then my Uncle Gilbert, tumor in the brain. Um, yeah, and that was really hard too. And then again, the process of cancer isn't, isn't pleasant. 
um, skeletal and losing weight, whatever. And then my mom in 2018, I lost my mom. And so remind, remember, as a chef, fucking never couldn't go to my aunt Mona's. I was I had to work. I was just I couldn't. It didn't fit. I mean, like, it was just the ghetto was fucking bullshit. But I couldn't go to the field. I couldn't do anything. I had so much on my plate, responsibility wise. I couldn't just leave all that and go to the funeral which I regret truly in my heart of hearts I regret and then my mom in 2018 um, I got a friend I was doing a catering a high end catering and a really high end client hockey client paid a fuck ton of money it was crazy anyways I get a call from my mom's friend saying I need to go to the hospital my mom has not feeling well they're doing some tests but they think it's cancer as soon as I heard the C word crippled me legs started to shake I'm like fuck really so I fly to Owen Sound, I meet my mom and her friend and waiting on doctors and doctors and literally within 48 hours they said she had a really spectacularly rare form of cancer. Um, and they wouldn't tell us how long because they, I don't think they wanted to scare us, but I don't know why they didn't. So it took a week and then pretty much said there's nothing they could do. It's pretty much inoperable. If they were to do the operation, it would be the biggest operation in this area within the history of the hospital. And even then her uh, quality of life would be like 10%. She'd be on so many machines, it would, she'd almost be robotic, like Robocop. So, well, not robotic, but you know what I mean. So it 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 really dug deep with my my life, and I felt like felt like God or the universe was some something. Someone was trying to erase my fucking family past, my tree, my everything. I was like, what the fuck? Am I just not meant to be? Everything about me that I love is I'm losing. And so, yes, I love being a chef. I love everything about the hospitality industry. I genuinely, truly do. But at the same time, though, I can go fuck itself because it took a lot of my life experiences that I could have been sharing with my people that I no longer have around me that I should have been there for. And yeah, you can't predict that. And yeah, I know we don't know the outcome of life. And yeah, I know we're, you know, we're only human. We got to live and do our own thing in life, too. But doing your own thing in life and any other trade a lot the more majority of other trades don't have that work hours and work they have to stick to um you know that dedication even though yes if you want to be successful in life you have to work for things but you get older and you realize that everyone has the same hours in the day it's what you do with them and i chose to do what i had to do and work and I missed out on a lot of family time that I should have been there for, and that kind of eats at me every day, so that's part of my why. But the real reason, as I was starting to get to, sorry for this long journey about the cancer thing, but it's kind of like a prelude to the why, was my daughter looking at me. Daddy, why do you smoke? It's all, it's all, it's all it took. It was those simple words of my daughter. Why do I smoke? And her face, I'll never forget it, was, was just a look at me of, like, pure genuine honestly like why why it was for me that was again take a little thing as it is or maybe it was nothing but it was like god sent to me that i just looked at my hands i smelt them fucking smell like smoke and part of the journey this person told me that stop eating so much meat going back to the guy in the gym that spoke to me and Everything just kind of clicked. The next day, uh, for some reason, I started I started watching more Joe Rogan, and I was found David Goggins, and that kind of clicked. And his mentality just kind of like, whoa, wait a minute, fuck, that's so. If he can do, he went from 290 pounds, almost 300 pounds, to like 
making the army at 205. And in three months or some spectacular, stupid fucking time frame. I just remember thinking, yeah, and if he can do it, something like he said, his accountability mirror and his why, if you really want things in life, literally, you got to suck it up. Like, I would go to my garage and just fucking cry. I would get so hammered. Everyone would be in bed, and all I could do is think how fucking lost I was and just cry. So then I bought David Goggins' book within a week of all this happening to me. It's called Can't Hurt Me. And as I put that book down, I read it in two nights. As I put the book down, I said, the next fucking day, I'm going to do this. Fuck everybody. Fuck my crying in the garage and feeling sorry for myself. Fuck my loss and being whatever. I'm already lost, so I might as well do something positive for myself. So just shut the fuck up and get going and do it anyway. So I did. That's exactly what I did. My trigger now is just my memory of how I felt and my daughter and every fucking time I feel whatever I write myself down affirmations every day I have a little book that I write things in it today I will live my day as if it were my last today I will be master of my emotions um, Ogmandino I hope I'm saying that right he's a Filipino writer he wrote The Greatest Salesman in the World and it's a spectacular little book it's about 120 130 pages I think can't remember if you ever have a chance to read it read it and it's an amazing it's a virtuous book it's a little bit it's obviously a religious book to some degree it's Catholic but I mean take that out of it it's kind of like just read it as a story itself and it's a really cool little story um, but the, the 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 ten not commandments but the ten virtuous things in there are so well written and it just kind of flows and makes sense and, and I, I read them to this day and I say them to myself daily kind of like these affirmations where I, I just remember my why when I'm feeling down you know, I go to reach deep like David Goggins or whatever, but I look at how far I've come. I look at my goals now. I never had these kind of goals before. I never thought about my goals before. I never thought I, I could achieve these kind of goals for myself before. You know, and that's fucking hard. And as you're as a leader, as an owner, as a mentor, as leading people, you have to... I mean, people notice a change in me, and it's all for the better. And, and the people that were negative in my life, I just look at them now, and I, I have no problem talking to them. I will always be compassionate to people regardless of their background or how they hold themselves because everyone has a story and everyone needs sometimes needs more of a lift than others some people need to be coddled some people need more abruptness and more directness but now i see that clearer now i see that better in people um i'm not as easy manipulated i'm not as easily um you know i don't let people take me for granted anymore i learned how to say no I learned how to control my temper. I'm a hothead fucking guy. I studied Gordon Ramsay. Oh, my God. He was my idol. And I love the guy's passion still and whatnot. But now if he was around me, I would literally shut your fucking mouth, get the fuck out of my way, get out of my kitchen, you know, um, if he was to be as a director or whatever. But no problem. I'm all about, you know, solution finding, and I'm all about figuring out the why. But I'm, a, I'm an extraordinary team player. I'm a high-energy kind of impact person. Uh, my personality is such that I need to be, I need to know, I don't like to not know, so if there's a reason why things are fucked up, let's get on it and do it, no matter how long it takes, no matter what we have to do, no matter how high that mountain is, man, we're fucking climbing it, you need that attitude in life, I truly believe that, um, but when two alpha males come together in a room, and it's hard, right, it's hard to accept because the ego gets in the way, but so you got to kind of take that ego aside, and yeah, but I mean, some people, the old me would be like Gordon, and do the yelling and the looking at you all fucked up and calling your names like a donkey. Getting, it's just getting in your face. And some people need that, which is I just said. Some, that's fine. But that's the last resort for me now. 
because clearly if they're willing to stay stick around they have a bit thicker skin so they're willing to take a little bit more but how you treat people man because there's people that you might treat and they might go home and they just might be fucking completely devastated and you've shattered the world and now they're no longer good to anybody because now they need a little bit of help to bet built up again and that's hard that's hard too man yeah it's hard to realize that you know opposites attract sure but at the same time though you got to realize that no one is you you're your own uniqueness and so when someone crumbles at your words you got to make sure you know just throw a little compassion there because not everyone has the ability to bounce back in the same way or take it the right way some people take it too much the wrong way um so at the end of the day when you wake up and you open your fucking eyes you look in that mirror I don't care how much money you make, what your title is, how much you own, whatever. You can always be better. You can always do more. And if you're rich and you're doing your thing, fucking live, man. Stop hoarding. Don't hoard the money. Don't feel like you have to be the richest guy in the world. You're not. It's so easy to lose. I get it. But at the same time, though, man, go go do something that enriches your soul. Give back a little bit. Go back and do work for a food bank on your days off or find time to do it. It's so fucking rewarding, man, to see people that have nothing be so grateful for getting just the littlest things and to me those are the biggest things in life they're worth more than any currency yeah you could always turn around and say yeah well i can do this and that and not have to worry about security you know i have a house a roof over my head and exotic cars and sure fucking that's great man good for you it is that's good you've achieved a lot be proud of that be very proud of that but because i've been low and low in my life and i've been had the soul search and go through a lot of really negative things in my life through depression through fuck up I haven't even I would never hurt myself but I've definitely thought about suicide I have really good life insurance and I figured fuck what would happen you know just for shits and giggles I love my daughter more than anything oh my god just thinking about her makes me tear up but at the same time you know what I what would I do I can't live without that little girl I, I want to see that little girl get up and I'm in life and do great things and I want to give her away at her wedding and I want to help her get her first house and blah 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 but what's this loser dad gonna do with nothing no job living off of the government EI have a house responsibilities you know wife what am I gonna do it's all I know is cooking and whatever and I've lost all that so what if I just off myself and I could fucking they could live I did I seriously thought about that every fucking night now, again, I never had a gun to my head or a razor blade to my wrist or anything of that nature, but I definitely thought about it for sure. Fuck, I think it's human to do that. And if I'm, if it's not, then fuck, I'm that weird guy, I guess. I don't know, but it's definitely hard. It has to cross your mind. I think that's healthy in a way. You're looking at options. You're looking at things for, my, for your kin to survive and have a better life experience. And then I just stopped one night. Again, it was kind of like an epiphany. What the fuck am I talking about, man? This is the best part of the journey. The best part of the journey is what I'm feeling right now, the angst and the, and the how fucking hard life is. And I've been reading about all of these people like Arnold Schwarzenegger who had nothing in life, who overcame adversity, blah, blah, blah. We all, we all love a success story like that. And all I can think of is if I'm all about the why and other people's whys are what inspire me, then holy fuck, why can't I have a why? Like what is my why is just as important as all these people that were so successful that we read about. I'll be my own fucking success. I'll be my own why. I'll be my own fucking hero. And so fucking far, I'm on my feet still, and and you know I don't cry in garages anymore, and I don't I don't feel sorry for myself anymore. I'm not depressed anymore. I realize how beautiful my family is and how how special life is. 
you know and so no matter how much money in the world i had depression is still depression no matter how much money in the world i had my daughter my daughter's health is more important than any of that you know if you get a diagnosis you think about why well, have all this money i'll pay for a good doctor but you know what diseases don't give a fuck about what cures you think you have you know there's always one up there's always something human nature is an astounding and astounding and astounding thing so if we think we're immortal to all of these things you're fucking wrong and money is nothing when it comes to your health and your mindset and that's why this journey is the most important thing you'll ever do in your life is to create a new mindset for vitality get out of the old habits do something new every day challenge yourself for the better the money if you have all the money in the world well good for you but at the end of the day i guarantee you you could always feel better to some degree and do something better for somebody else that helps make the world and the place a better place where people can all at least have a bit of taste of success for themselves but it's not about giving them things as a charity it's about setting them up to do it for themselves and that's the hardest part but anyways enough about the rant going on hope everybody that listening you get out there and you do something new and different than you haven't done before find a mentor like Goggins or somebody like that to some degree I love I grew up with Arnold Schwarzenegger I love that journey and that thing his story it's epic to me I, I, I wish I mean it's kind of like I wish I would go into a different country and have that same mindset and blah 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 but he found very early his vision of what he wanted out of life and that was that's pretty much he'll admit that to any any interview which he's very fortunate and lucky to have that vision very early and young in life which is phenomenal so I'll leave you with that every day I want you to wake up and do something different pursue your trigger pursue your why find your why reach out um, northervitality21 at gmail.com is my email uh, new things coming in the new year I'm waiting for the new year to launch my uh, my vitality line and my regimens and such so everybody out there that's listening you have a spectacular day do something different that you didn't do before lead by example and uh, show the world what you got the world's more important with you in it so all right northern vitality out